This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com. Kia ora. My name's Rex Lovegrove. And welcome to Colours of the Heart, looking at life's challenges from a place of presence and compassion. Imagine there's no heaven. Kudos to Access Radio, Taranaki, and of course my sponsors, Kiwi Bike. Love you guys, love you guys. I have Dr. Andy in the house, and Dr. Andy is a clinical psychologist, and I first met this man in relation to building wellness in Taranaki, and the mental health of our community is extremely important to this man, and he has such passion and such aroha, and we were kicking the ball around prior to the interview, and we were talking about how good it feels to help people in relation to them feeling what they prefer to experience. So, Doc, thank you for coming forward to the show. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, building wellness in Taranaki, and of course your passions? Yeah, kia ora, Rex. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so my passion at the moment is improving help-seeking within the construction sector. So with a real focus on getting pathways for construction workers to access help. And part of my work at Building Wellness is I design the workshops and I run the workshops. And one of the core goals in there, Rex, is first of all, provide some of these workers with the tools to understand that they're not doing okay. For a lot of workers out there, is, is they're pushing through, maybe there's a lot of stress or there's loss, and they just don't know what to do with that. And so part of my role is, is to educate them on some of the tools which I've learned through my clinical training in a way where the knowledge is accessible. And then the other part of it is to connect them to support if they want it. And probably the coolest part of it is to give the workers the tools to help their mates to seek help. So they're the biggest resource on the work site. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And how long have you been practicing doing that that you love? This will be my third year now, Rex, in terms of doing the workshops. Um, but my, my PhD, so part of my clinical training, they get you to do a PhD. And one of the focuses of that was looking at barriers towards seeking help amongst construction workers across New Zealand. So I interviewed 600 construction workers um, from construction site managers to laborers. So from every level of the construction site, and said, hey, look, what's what's getting in the way of you guys seeking help and what are some of the sources of stress? And, and one of the biggest barriers towards seeking help was a perception that it was weak, is, is that they failed as a construction worker, but they also recognised that this perception wasn't helping and it was part of the cause of the high rates of suicide. And there was a willingness to seek help, but they just didn't know how. And so that led 
to me to develop these workshops to, I guess, provide that pathway for them to seek support. Right? Beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and it's and it's needed. So how many how many how many people? Um, I'm generalising here, but how many people in the in the, in the network? That are actually doing that that you're setting up right now because I know that and even in my company um, TCM you know, we, we're implementing very similar techniques associated with what you're promoting so how big is your reach brother yeah yes yeah, so my reach uh, with building wellness we're focusing on the Taranaki sector um, but in the next couple of weeks I'm actually heading over to Kansas City America of all places um, to attend a conference, a national suicide conference for the construction sector. Because like New Zealand, in the USA, they have the highest rates of suicide within the construction industry. So my reach is, there's no kind of ceiling effect for me. So I want to go over there and see what the Americans are doing and share my knowledge. Um, and just, I guess, just keep focusing on research, but also transitioning that uh, results from the research into actual applied knowledge. Because we can read all these academic papers, but at the end of the day, what are we doing? Mm. And that's what I really enjoy is the practical part of my job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I, you nailed it there because it's all very well having data and information, but if you can't implement it, it's, it's just it's just fluff, isn't it? Yes, yep. Uh, just a lot of numbers and uh, significant effects, but what does that mean You know, for the worker on the work site? What can we do? Yeah. And can, can, is there any way of measuring the actual impact that you, that your services that your 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 art or are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, for me personally, because I I work as a clinical psychologist as well as running these workshops, and one way which I've observed differences here in Taranaki is three years ago when I was working, I would probably see maybe two or three construction workers if I was lucky who would come to my office and. I was looking at my referrals throughout 2023 and 30% of my caseload now is construction workers, meaning we're getting more and more of construction workers actually coming in, whereas before they'd actually fear coming into my office. Mm. Yeah. And, and from boarding wellness point of view, we're seeing more referrals coming through um, and we're seeing more businesses sign up. So overall, we're seeing, we're seeing that hopefully that it is working at, in different ways. Yeah. Well, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it, Doc? Because here you are, you know, people are starting to turn up. <laughs> but it would suggest that, you know, there's, there's, there's um, more toxicity or more heartache in the workplace than most realise. Um, and, the, and the great thing about it is that there is a place for people to go. And if someone wanted to contact you, someone wanted to utilise your services, your skills, how could they do that? Yeah, so my first, my first port of call would be to go through Building Wellness, um, Rex. So that would be going through the Building Wellness website and we have a coordinator there who will coordinate the referral pathway. And so basically her role is, is to help walk you through this mental health system, which can be quite complicated. And they can either work with myself or there's a, several other psychologists and counsellors on the books um, that can provide that support. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and so I'm, I'm just curious, it's just come up for me, is that like, what are the signs to watch out for when someone is actually in a state of kahi poor, when they're in a state of unwellness, not present? What, what are the sort of signs that you would suggest that we need to be alert to or aware of? Yeah, um, so part of my work, Rex, is, is sometimes we're seeing obvious signs in construction workers, such as 
feeling low or they're not sleeping, or maybe they're looking a bit hungover on the work site. But we also know there's a, there's a certain population that present as if they're doing well, meaning they, on the outside, they're showing no signs, but on the inside, there's a lot of distress. So there might be um, a lot of conflict at home. There might be financial stress. And what I call these, I guess these types of workers are the wild cards, meaning that on the outside, they portray, portray strength, but on the inside, there's a lot of fear and anxiety. So part of my role is, is have the conversation with everybody, no matter what signs they're showing, is say, hey, are you okay? And just going a little bit deeper and talking about maybe your role, if you're involved in building wellness and, and normalizing seeking help, that it's okay. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful because um, we do, especially as men, have strategies to, to I guess, <laughs> avoid our emotions, but in doing so, we actually compound that that we feel yeah and uh, you just referenced that beautifully so it doesn't necessarily mean that if someone is feeling um it's expressing good that they're not feeling good but that it just that, that inquiry that curiosity can make a difference huh yeah and if someone can do that you know it can start to open up a conversation because often there's a there's an underlying fear amongst some of these construction workers is that no one else is going through this is that they failed if they talk about it, but if say someone like you, Rex, you know, strong guy with a beard, mm-hmm. you, know, you can you can say, hey, look, I've been through tough times and I've I've got through it. Is is that the person standing in front of you can see that it's okay and that someone has walked this pathway. Beautiful dog, beautiful dog. Hey, Fana, we'll pause, we'll pause for a song, and if you haven't, if you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are, you are cared for. Your
trouble melts like a lemon drops high above the chimney top. That's where you find me, oh, somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, and the dream that you dare to. Once again, um, welcome forward to Colours of the Heart and a big kudos to to my listeners, to my audience. Love you, Fano, and I, and I sincerely say that I appreciate you tuning in and, and sharing that that's pertinent on my heart and the people that I interview. And so continue to can you continue to share the show if that's if that resonates with you. Much ha Doc <laughs> We've been kicking the ball around a bit and having a little bit of fun in the in the pause time. And you talked about finances and financial stresses and stuff. So could you elaborate on that, please? Yeah, Rex. Um, one observation I've I've had doing these workshops, Rex, over the last probably three or four months is is this, this increase in stress out there in the industry is is to secure work, is is to pay the workers, um, and from a a company's owner's point of view is is to constantly get work, um, and as a result, I'm I'm seeing a lot of burnout in my office. I'm seeing a lot of workers who are pushing 70, 70 to eighty hour weeks, so pretty long weeks. And when work isn't going good, often a lot of with a lot of these workers, their identity is it's so closely tied to what they do. It's when work's not going good, they're not going good. And then the family, they're not getting the best version of them. So it's something I've seen out there at the moment, Rex. It's, it's pretty tough for some of these workers, eh? Yeah. And so, what are the solutions? What What are the What are the steps that one can take in relation to what you just stated? Well, I think it's difficult if we look at the construction sector. It's unique compared to a lot of other occupations because it's so tied closely to the economy. Um, some of the things which I'm seeing in, in terms of probably not the best ways to cope is, is drinking alcohol. So after a long week, 60, 70 hour week hitting you know, the six pack of beer or maybe hitting the whiskeys in the evening, maybe that's taking the edge off the week, but then that's leading to a poor sleep. That's leading them to feeling a bit more anxious the next day. And you know, they've finished this long week and then they wake up feeling a bit hungover. So when I talk to some of the some of the guys that come in here, I talk about them getting back into their hobbies. So maybe going out for a fish, keeping it simple, or just getting into the bush, or even just going for a run. You know, something other than work. You know, to know that they're a bit more than just their work. Brilliant. Um, what I'm what I'm feeling at the moment, Doc, is like, what do you do to? You don't mind me asking, what do you do to actually keep your life balanced and have, you know, keeping your mental health yeah. um, well? What do you do? 
For me, Rex, uh, it's a constant battle, to be honest. Um, I think like a lot of people out there, I, I have my tough days and there are days I don't, I don't want to go to work. Um, but for me, I, I find probably peace in the garden. Um, and that's, I'm obsessed with growing chilies. And so I, I go into my greenhouse and I talk to them. I just see how they're going. I feed them. Um, and I just wander around the garden. And I think, as you were saying before, Rex, you like to have a little chat to yourself. I do that as well. Um, so just checking in with myself and making sure I'm not getting too burnt out as well because burnt out, there's, there's too much work out there, sadly, for me in terms of my line of work. So it's just checking my balances as well. Yeah, I appreciate your honesty. One of the things that is obvious to me, Doc, is that um, you're human. You know, and you're easy to approach. And Fano, if you are struggling, I, I highly recommend this, man. Um, I highly recommend um, um, the, the support that's associated with building wellness in Taranaki. I believe it's a great step forward in regard to actually being more present and dealing with the stuff that's stirring within one. So I'm, 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 I'm wondering, um, uh, if someone was interested in actually um, being a mentor or, or, or providing um, services to their web colleagues, is there was particularly practices and, and, and training available. Could you talk into that, please? Yeah, yeah. So if, if somebody's out there and they want to, what we call a buddy on a construction site, is, is that they want to learn about some tools around mental health maybe for themselves, or they want to play a key role on their work site to connect people to support, here at Board and Wellness, we train up buddies. We we have three different levels of workshops. And if you want to get involved, it would be connecting with Board and Wellness. So just jumping on the website. And it's not a one-stop shop. So in terms of we don't just do a workshop and say, see you later. We say, hey, we'll catch up with you in six months. See how you're going. See how the conversations are going on the worksite. And most importantly, see if you need help. So, so it's about building that relationship with you. Because the key to helping other people is that we have to take care of ourselves, um, and that's probably one of the fundam fundamental parts of being a buddy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love what you said about just keep on checking in on people and, and just don't leave them yeah. out on a out on a out on a limb. One of a better word. Um, you have a have a, a great support network. Um, could you talk into to um, um, build this build this wellness in regard to the you know, people that are part of that. You know, could you give us a bit of, bit of love around that, please, Doc? Yeah, definitely. So uh, there's some key players who, who developed Boarding Wellness who sit on that board and probably, I guess, the, the steerer of the boat is, is Christina. So Christina is, she's the coordinator, she's the facilitator, she's the manager, she's she's fundamental to it. Um, and then we've got a lot of the board members here. We've, we've got Campbell, Chris, Hone, um, and probably a few others, uh, Andrew Pepper, who are probably going to call me out if they hear this radio show, but I think without them, they're all leaders within the construction sector, and they're taking time out of their week to, to I guess, run building wellness, and, and without them, it, it wouldn't be possible. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what makes a ship run smoothly is all the crew members. Yeah. And um, I have interviewed uh, Andrew and... Christina, yeah. um, some time ago, hence the link, uh, hence the link with you and I, of course. I'm so glad that you you highlighted um, the services of these soulful souls, and 
No, they're normal people doing extraordinary things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and your smile on your face notes that, mate. So if someone was struggling, you know, I mean, we've covered this, and they're resistant in reaching out. Mm-hmm. What 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 would you gently suggest to them, brother? Yeah. So if if you know someone that's doing it tough out there and and you're starting to see them, whether they're drinking more, whether you notice they're getting more angry, they're not turning up to work. It's the first thing we can do is that we can we can plant the seed within their mind that help is out there. And that is through, whether that's through building wellness or going through the GP to get support. But sometimes people aren't ready to seek help or they don't know that they need to seek help. And these are the tricky ones. And we have to we have to be patient with them because you've, you've heard of that saying, Rick, you can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. That's the same with trying to get somebody to seek help. If you force them to seek help, it's a bit like holding the horse's head in the water. It's going to kick you in the face. Um, and that's the same with help seeking is People have to come, come to the position that they need to seek help based on their own terms. And and the way you can do that, whether you're a buddy, whether you're a colleague, whether you're a father or whether you're a son, it is normalizing that it's okay and meeting the person where they are. And if they're not ready to go and see somebody like myself, it could be encouraging to go for a run. Instead of going to the pub on a Friday, say, hey, mate, why don't we go? Why don't we go play some tennis? Why don't we do something different? Mm-hmm. So trying to break some of maybe the habits that they're doing to cope with it. And often when when somebody's in that darkness, Rex, when somebody is low, within the mind, if we think there's a there's two types of thinking. One type is maybe what we call the bully. And the bully within somebody's mind says they're not good. They're not good enough. They can't do anything. But the other part of the mind is what we call the gladiator. And that's the... The inner voice that says, Andy, keep going, is, is that you got this. Um, push on through. Get help. So part of your role, if you want to get somebody to seek help, is trying to activate that gladiator, saying, hey, look, you're doing good. It's, it's, it's tough, but let's, let's get you some support or let's, let's get you some good habits. So it's, there's lots of different ways, Rex, and, and there's, no, there's no kind of perfect way to doing it because we're humans and we, and we all have a lot of complexities. Um, but if we break it down to the fundamentals, it's, it's just being another human, just being there. Because often people try to isolate themselves when they're, when they're really alone. And so they might be maybe not taking no for an answer. So if they say, no, I'm not, I don't want to go out for you, maybe say, oh, come around and bring some pizzas around the house. And, and I'll appreciate it over time. I love what you said there, Tom. It makes perfect sense. The, the tendency, if you you care for somebody is that you care for a way in which you push them into a corner which causes more um, um, kahipo, more, more dis- disorder in their thinking and stuff. And so I, I love that um, gentle method that you suggested. And I've really enjoyed this interview. Um, you know, one can have these preconceived ideas about a psychologist that they, that they have all the answers and that, you know, and um, but you have a humility about your dog, which is very, very, um, from where I come from, is, 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 I use the word attractive, but that's not, that's not what I, what 
our meaning it is that it's easy mm-hmm. to engage in you. And I've really enjoyed this interview and Fano, please, if you are struggling, if you are feeling discomfort, if you are in a place of kahi poor, not present in relation to what's happening, life has a tendency to tap us on the shoulder more than once. And those taps can get quite, quite, quite uh, hard. Mm-hmm. They can be quite, uh, I always look at it like from this perspective, you know, there's a, there's a, tap on the shoulder and then there's a smack in the face and there's the baseball bat. And if you don't take heed of that, then there's the Mack truck. <laughs> and we've all had the Mack truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so thank you once again, Dov, for, for um, providing me the opportunity to interview the soulfulness that, that, is, that is the doc in front of me. And whānau, you have been told. You have been told. You are sincerely... You are sincerely geared for your Thank you for your time and your ears. If you are inspired and stimulated by what has been said, you can contact me at Mountaintop Life Coaching and look forward to hearing your feedback. If you haven't been told today, let me be the first. You are cared for. Kia ora. Imagine there's no heaven. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand On Air. To find more local content, go to our website, accessradiotaranaki.com.